In 2014, the state of the film industry was at an all-time low. Ticket sales were down, concepts were stale, and public interest in movies waned. In a brave attempt to revive the wonderful art of movie making, a very risky experiment began. After a battery of tests, three young scientists were chosen based on their affinity for, and slightly more than cursory knowledge of, all things film to be part of a specialized think tank team. Their daily objective, to participate in a polite and productive conversation with as few insults and expletives as possible. Their primary objective, to create the greatest movie ever made. This is a record of their failure. myself for that joke because i also fucking hate that song it's used no no so that's great much. i love it uh that's i'm so okay stupid. without it but but you know we're here it's too late all right well it is the end of the year um it's the and, end of um, 2014 and we we had a good one dos dos mil que uh we're in the midst we're t- we're in a holiday uh a holiday hiatus that's a good name for a movie Ooh, holiday um, hiatus. Uh, holiday hiatus uh Getting ready and gearing up for the gigantic finale of us having to submit something to our bosses. Um, and we're fucking around a little bit. We're, we're, we're a little nervous, so we're wasting some time uh, talking about our favorite films of the year. Oh, and what a year it was. Honestly, it wasn't that great of a year. It was not, but you know what? I've said that about like every it. single year. I've said, I've said that every, about every single year since 2008, which was a good year. I f- See, Tanner always is like, you're an idiot when I say this, but I actually think 2009 was a, was a particularly uh, good year. Okay, my apologies. I meant 2010. Uh, Social Network, was a good King's year. Speech, The Fighter, Toy Story 3... Um, anyway, again, 2010 at Scott Pilgrim and uh, Ghost Rider as well, right? Are you yeah. arguing that that was a good year? Mm-hmm. Yes, I say that that was the, it's the best movie year since that its own year. <laughs> <laughs> How, oh, and know. How to Train Your Dragon and 20, Django. 20, 2012 had both uh, Django and uh, The Master, though. 2010, what a year. No, we're in 2014. We're in 2014. 2014. What a different year for movies. We assembled assembled a uh, (laughs) top five. Uh, So we each have a top five favorite But not the Chris Rock film. It's important to note, not the Chris Rock film. Yes. uh, Top five by Chris Rock is, I'm going to guess right now, that none of us have seen it, and it's not going to be in any of our top fives. I really want to see it, and I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I doubt that it will be in my top five. I had such an urge to try a Chris Rock impression, and I didn't. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep that in the catacombs. Let's, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good choice. 
I'm really scared too, so I'm not gonna do it. Um, An anyway, uncanny choice of judgment. Let's just fucking get into it. Yeah. Okay. What? So, so who wants to go first? So basically, what we're gonna be doing is taking the next couple minutes each to run down our top five movies of the year in yeah. uh, d- in descending order to one, and uh, that's it. Yeah. So who wants to go first? I will go first. I don't first. want to go first. Thank you. Did, did AJ just say he's gonna go first? I will go yes. first. Number five. All right, AJ. Let's hear it. Number cinco. Uh, I mentioned it once on the podcast before, and it's called Wetlands. It's a it's a good movie about a uh, girl who's coming of age, um, in a very sexual we, and very grotesque way. We've spoken about it. We have. So number four. <laughs> um, actually, this this is uh, the interesting thing about my top four is I was just in preparing for this, or or kind of after I made my list and then and then was thinking, what did I miss anything? I looked at Rotten Tomatoes top one hundred of the year, and I noticed that my top four are <laughs> their top four. Oh, um, except alert. in different order, but. The top four are in their their one, two, three, and four. So number four is the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. And going into I, the year, I was like, that's going to be my favorite of the year for sure because I wanted it to be my favorite ever. But You willed it. You willed it into, into it in the last. Yeah, no, I didn't will it into the list. I'm being and very And straight honest. to the top. I'm being honest about it about its placement. Okay. Number three uh, was a surprise for me. Uh, it's a documentary. I very rarely. I mean, I like documentaries. I do, but I usually don't even like mix uh, my list of favorite mo- narratives with documentaries. I usually just keep them separate. Um, but number three is life itself. The documentary about Roger Ebert. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It made me tear up a lot. It is inspirational. It's, uh, I mean, just a technique on a techni- technical level. Like, it's beautifully done, beautifully edited. Number two. Uh, number two is Boyhood. Boyhub, which we've talked about, uh, mm-hmm. we've even talked about it. You know, b- maybe being one of the best movies of our era. But uh, yeah. no, it's number two. It's not number one for me. Number two. <laughs> Dose. So that that leaves us with number one, and I think it's pretty obvious what it is. It's Whiplash. Uh I thought you were gonna say Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Dose, and I know that wasn't this year. No, it's not that one. And no, that's then. I'd 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 venture to guess that I'd venture to guess that Whiplash makes all of our lists and 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 probably pretty high up. I think so too. You would be right. You don't know my list, <laughs> but you're the one who just said that. Maybe I'm maybe, trying to maybe, th- maybe throw, you throw, don't throw know it your list. Maybe that's what oh. I meant. I'm looking you at my list. I'm right. Don't yeah, know your list. it's on there. You probably saw it's on here. This year. I actually, for my worst film of the year on 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 my list, I actually wrote down a uh, a movie that didn't in fact come out this year, which is how much I hated it. 
<laughs> see, see, if I if I did that, it w- it would be cloudy too. <laughs> okay. Um. Who who is next? Which one of us is next? Uh, you and I, Matt. We're gonna play some Russian roulette. Do you want to go next? Do you want me to go next? Um. I, I want like you both to say them at the same time. Oh, that'd be interesting to see if any of them matched up. Let's not do that. That sounds bad. Okay. So, okay, Tanner, right. you well, go first. I'll, I'll make think. a note. I'll make a note, so if they do match up, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I don't care to know, but feel free to do whatever you need to for yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> here is my top five list, so the first thing I'll say in talking about this is I, uh, I'm i very underseen in 2014, so I feel like there's definitely some contenders that could unseat any, if not all, films that I am about to list. We so, all are, I think. Uh, We're uh, number five is Foxcatcher, the Bennett Miller film. And I love this because the film is eerie. I love that it feels like it's a horror film without a boogeyman in it. And I love how as a total, just as a whole film as its thing, it's just prestige filmmaking done well. It's like when Hollywood wants to put money in to the right sort of project with the right sort of director, writer, and the right sort of cast, you can make something really, really good. So it sort of restored my hope in a way for mainstream filmmaking. Um, Number four is Boyhood. As we've talked about before, it's a great film. It's a beautiful film. It's really, yeah, it's it's a great movie, but for me... Uh, it maybe it didn't touch me as personally as the rest of the ones on the list because this, if anything, is a very personal list for me. So, I mean, you Damn. know, suburban experience growing up from, you know, six to eighteen, beautifully rendered by one of the better, you know, if not best American filmmakers out there working today. Beautiful stuff. It's great. I love it. The last scene makes me tear up. Number three. This is this filmmaker's masterpiece thus far. I hope that he can even surpass this soon. But if he doesn't in his next film, that is totally fine with me. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yep, that's it. Love, mm-hmm. love Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, I just thought it was the best Wes Anderson film. And obviously, like, if you're not on the Wes Anderson train by now, this isn't going to convert you. But this is sort of like you know, the get behind me Satan of Wes Anderson's filmography where it's like, if you didn't like the white stripes before get behind me Satan, you're never going to like them. But if you're a fan, you're like, okay, Jack white kind of did it all on this one and fucking nailed Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, this I, I, is, this is the best version of what he can do. I think I, and I never felt that way about get behind me Satan, but okay. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I don't think that AJ actually uh, has listened to the album. If he says that. Wow. That's back an incredible in the, album. In and, and I do think that Grand Budapest Hotel has the same effect in which you're like, oh, my God, yeah, you're getting better at this. Yeah. And I appreciate I appreciate you getting better at this because it's been the same so far. It's very them. much he's following on a logical through line that started early in his films. And we talked about it on you know other recordings or whatever. And But this is just the best expression of it. I think that it's great. I feel that the emotional resonance of it is just richer now. He hits all of the right keys on this one. So totally, I just, I totally beautiful. agree. Beautiful. What I'd say about what I'd say about that movie is, uh, you almost made Bottle Rocket, but you didn't this time. <laughs> very close, <laughs> very close second. Wes Anderson to Bottle Rocket. Well, I, I love that that's your favorite film of his, but you're like, oh, hey, you're getting better at this. 
Yeah. What yeah. I also yeah. loved. What I was. What I. What I also would have loved. AJ is if you were like, oh yeah, you know Matt, you love like Bottle Rocket is the favorite of his, but you're just wrong. <laughs> you know that's that's what I was waiting for, but but no. Anyway, I, I, think, not, I think I think Grand Budapest Hotel you. is as great as Wes Anderson has gotten, and honestly, like if he doesn't make a film of this caliber. Like later on, it's fine because we have this one and this is it. I mean, it's a beautiful film and we don't need yeah. to be gritty. Yeah. So thank you, yeah. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. For a bottle rocket. Number two. Number Sorry. two is Whiplash. And oh. Uh, oh. I, I, I love Whiplash. I love what it's about. I love this whole sense of artistic perseverance. I, you know, everything about it. I mean, it's as single minded of a movie as you'll ever see. I mean, we're talking like relentless, relentlessly single-minded, like how There Will Be Blood is relentlessly single-minded, only it's much smaller in scale. But I mean, it's just basically as crazy if you really want to, you know, sort of analyze what's going on there. And, mm-hmm. and you know, again, just some of the best pound-for-pound physical filmmaking I've seen, beautifully photographed, beautifully paced, beautifully edited. Just the way that frame rate's used to illustrate the physicality of the drumming, such a specific, you know, even like, you know, kind of like non-experimental, non-creative, non-innovative choice, but just the most appropriate choice. And the most appropriate choice has shown me in that example, I'm seeing things I haven't seen in a movie thus far in the way, like I've just never seen musical performance or just performance as a whole been documented in the way that that movie documents it. And I feel like that is like, a huge piece of why the film is great for me. And um, I think I think it's worth noting that like all the films we've mentioned are by pretty established filmmakers uh, except for Whiplash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That's, it, that's I de- huge. he's he's uh he's definitely a filmmaker that I think is going to be making beautiful things uh for a very long time and I'm excited to see him go down the road. Now, and Tanner before you name your number one, can I have both you guys recap your your list so far? Yes. AJ so first. Go, AJ. Go first. Wetlands, Lego Movie, Life Itself, Boyhood, and Whiplash. Okay. And my my top five. Actually, real quick, I want to list just two honorable mentions: the Lego Movie and Twenty Thousand Days on Earth, Nick Cave documentary. Both films that I love and totally were meaning to, meaningful to me in terms of their craft, in terms of the emotions they inspired, but not enough to make it to my top five. So anyway, number five, Foxcatcher. Number four, Boyhood. Number three, Grand Budapest. Number two, Whiplash, my number one. Now, this is pretty much the second time that this has happened two years in a row. So last year this happened, basically. This year, again, it's happening. If I want to think about films as maybe a tool, as a tool for inspiration as a tool to change people's lives, as a tool to make us different, you know, Whiplash has all of that. Whiplash has everything that you'd kind of need out of a movie, and if you see Whiplash at the right time, even at the right age, it could impact you in a very, very rich way. But there's a film that I saw that impacts me even more, and it impacts me because it's just as much of a story of perseverance, but it's also real. And I'm talking about a documentary that I saw, which is my number one film of the year, Citizen Four by Laura Poitras. And mm. this film is the documentary film about Edward Snowden, the whistleblower who leaked the NSA se- uh, secrets to the media, basically 
kind of telling everyone how the NSA is working with every telecommunications company that we use for everything that we do, our internet, our phones, whatever, and how they're basically taking records of every single thing that we use to communicate them on, even this very thing that you're listening to right now. And the reason why the film hit me in such a way is it's not a fictional movie with a character and a created narrative. This is a real person. And the way that the film is done, Edward Snowden chose Laura Poitras, the filmmaker, to basically fly to Hong Kong. And she was basically one of the journalists that he chose to reveal these things to. The film is just kind of staggering in what it's about, just its subject matter. Like, this is real shit. Like, fucking real shit. And mm. there's no fictional movie made this year that is that real because it's a fictional movie. And last year, it's the same way, The Act of Killing, Jonathan Oppenheimer's film. That's pretty much the best film of the year for me that year, too, because that was real. And Citizen Four is real. And if Citizen Four is seen by enough people more and more people will be aware of this sort of thing and hopefully instead of stunning them into not doing anything it'll actually inspire them to be active and to fight against what we're all going what what's all kind of going against us you know and and i don't know it's just a beautiful documentary it's well made so spare but just so really just brilliantly rendered i honestly can't think of any sort of film that i could see uh, that's come out this year that I haven't seen that could affect me the way that this one does. Hit me at the right place, right time, but also its message, what it's about. It aligns us with Edward Snowden. We understand that we are in the same boat that he is, only he stepped forward and got caught. So anyway, my number one, Citizen oh. Four. Jeez, I shouldn't go last. You should have gone last. <laughs> I'm going to start with my worst film of the year. Um, it's called Citizen Four. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a piece um, of no, shit. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I do have a worst film of the year. Um, it it it, it, it is not that. But I have five best films of the year or favorite films of the year, and I'm going. I'm 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 saying that because specifically, um, these may not be the best films of the year, but they're my best films of the year, which make them more important than anyone else's. Number five, uh. Tanner, what was your number five? My number five was Foxcatcher. Oh, I didn't see it. My number five was Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel, um, which you all mentioned um, and we talked about, so let me move along. Um, my number four, uh, I believe it was the same as your number four, Tanner, uh, was Boyhood. Um, twas. Twas my number four. I, I talked to, I I talked a lot about Boyhood when when we when we started out uh, with our conversations here uh, about the greatest yeah. movie ever made. Um, I enjoy it, and and now I bring to mind when I think of the title uh, a circumcision joke that I don't feel like has been made, but I won't make it. But um, <laughs> I'm again, exercising perfect judgment. <laughs> um, my number three, also been mentioned, um, was uh, the 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 Ego movie. Excuse me, the, the Lego Ego movie. movie. That, yeah, yeah, no, we saw that Lego one. That's Ego. what the yeah the Ego movie. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's the secret to the, the Lego the, movie, a sequel. The Ego movie. Um, uh, I think I made a joke there, but it also sounds like I said the title wrong. I honestly, personally, don't know which one it was because it wasn't funny <laughs> either way. As um, the serious man says, let's accept the mystery and not think about it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, number two, 
I, I, I matched match. Tanner's I matched Tanner's list with number two and said Whiplash. Whiplash. Um, Cause damn Rawhide. was that movie good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I want someone to to send me that as my new ringtone. <laughs> Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> Cause it was it was such a dad uh, such a dad way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do rawhide. Because <laughs> no, I feel like the way you say it, whiplash, rawhide, <laughs> like they just go, it goes hand in hand. You have to, you have to do both. I remember, I remember. Uh, so that was number two. Nobody, uh, I asked on Vine today. I asked uh, for for um, you know Vine's top movies, your uh, favorite movie of the year, um, specifically my Vine followers because. Uh, they're smarter than most other people. Um, but um, none of them, no one has mentioned this movie, not even on their fucking top five lists, and it's my number one, um, and it is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, yeah. God. Damn it. That is that is so pretty much my number five. I forgot that I saw it, though, for some reason. They, it, it, yeah, me too, me too. But uh, uh, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, man, that was our, our first big conversation. Um, this was mentioned heavily. I really, really fucking love that movie, God and I can't wait it, to see it again. That so fucking good. Shit. It, it is good. Yeah. And I'm, put, I, I'm putting it at my number one specifically because these other movies that we're talking about, the, my other, on my other list, Whiplash, The Lego Movie, Grand Budapest Hotel, Boyhood, they are made... In a in a particular uh, fashion, obviously the Lego Movie cost a shit ton of money, but it was a comedy, um, and and uh, it was you know geared towards kids and adults. Um, but I mean, you know, it was a kids movie. Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Whiplash, those are all really kind of gunning for you know drama, um, and n- they don't have this big budget Hollywood thing, this blockbuster box office smash thing, and I think that. We have not seen a blockbuster of the caliber that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is, and I think that's why I'm putting it up there at my number one. It is yeah. as close as we can get to Jurassic Park yes. or you know Independence Day, and I think that it was... We haven't seen that shit in a while. Any no. box office movie, any, any blockbuster has really been shit for, for quite a long time. Um, so very and I'll, true. And I'll, I'll move that over in, in, into, uh, you know, I'll take the reins on the next part of this conversation because we have a little bit more to talk about. But that's what I, that's why that one's up there. If we can make more box office, like big blockbuster movies like this, fucking man, are we in a good, are we in good shape? It's, um, it's crazy. So. Like, I, I agree with everything you're saying that it's one of the best blockbusters ever, but I still am just like resigned from that conversation. <laughs> Like yeah. I just, I just like, I saw it a second time, and I still just like don't really care. <laughs> if you, if you guys, it, you guys, you guys at home don't know this, but AJ is currently sipping espresso, smoking a cigarette, wearing a beret, <laughs> uh, as he says all that. And I actually I say, literally so do none it. of those things. You, I, you I know, don't drink only, coffee. Only, when, when I you, don't talk, smoke. When you talk about Rise of the Planet of the Apes, though, all those come out mysteriously. They just come out of. The, the cosmos, they just appear. So just let um, everyone know that. He's also a communist. Don't listen to him. But yeah, I mean, and, uh, honestly, this is what made me want to make movies, you know, Jurassic Park, Independence Day, 
Men in Black. Those are the movies that made me want to make movies. And those are fucking great. Those are good movies. They nail it. I I like those movies a lot. Right, yeah. They nail all of that. And I guess that's what I'm still looking for. And to feel like that again, to feel like a kid that was, you know, in in a blockbuster movie that isn't talked down to. Oh man, that's something I've 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 not really. But it's you know, not nearly as fun as those movies that you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. Homie. Like, there's no there's levity in, in Dawn movie. of the Planet of the Apes. I don't think that's the case. There's, there's I mean, it, very levity. little totally compared to levity. Independence Day or compared to Jurassic Park. But also, right, you have right. To, you also have to consider what time that this is coming out in. Like that film, I feel like re- reflects the times in its seriousness, where it like we're in the time you're of like, right, dark right. superhero thing so like yes. it makes sense so the levity thing is the same sort of thing if people are looking at whiplash because jk simmons doesn't tell the true story of what happened to charlie parker like that doesn't enter the conversation for me i understand like personally if that's why it doesn't work for you like that's fine but like planet of the apes does have the levity moments in it but as a whole it's so much more ambitious in a different way than even Jurassic Park was in the sense of like where it was going and getting actually like much more almost mythic in what its conflicts are doing like Shakespearean kind of conflict. I think yeah, 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 with the the shape. I think the other thing that 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 why Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and I know we gotta get out of here pretty soon, but I think that the other reason that that you know makes it so high on my list and should be it should be fucking seen by more people and because nobody fucking mentions it. It, it was so. It, I mean, it came and went pretty quietly compared to you know its budget. I, yeah, I would say I've. I mean, I've noticed uh, that despite the fact that right out of the gate when that came out, people were saying what exactly what you were saying, but just like every other blockbuster of the last few years, everyone forgets about it after a couple months. I right, but I know like but people, people, people forget about pay attention. People to don't this. fucking stop talking about that shit or the dark. About Knight. which one? About the Avengers and the Dark Knight. People keep talking about those. <laughs> Let me make this point real quick. But what I mean Go about the Donald Trump Apes, let's, uh, we're in, in regards to Jurassic Park and, and Independence Day and Men in Black, those, yes, those are fun. But Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and I really hope that in the future this is, it, it's better known uh, as, a, as, a, as a really, really good film, is in the midst of, that was in the middle of the 90s. That shit was in the middle and late 90s. We were doing fine as a country and as yes. people, everything was okay. Um, but now, in the midst of so many conversations about human rights and what it is to be human and what it is to, you know, be treated as equal to someone else, I mean, Ooh. that's something that we, we haven't really been in such a large conversation since, you know, you know for 50 fucking years. Yeah. And I think Ooh. the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes really speaks to that. And I Dude. think that's why it really needs to be paid more attention to. Fucking smoke is being left behind your words right now, Matthew. I don't. Well, no, I I mean, I I love what you're saying. AJ, I'm talking. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, 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 you're killing it, Matt. Fucking killing it. Could not say it better myself. Which is also saying a lot. I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. I'm 100 percent pumped and stoked and happy about the conversations happening uh, in society today. But uh, no, he just loves his beret too much. But, but I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I just don't have enthusiasm for that movie. <laughs> I got you, man. I t- I totally got you. I I I don't don't. I'm not offended. I don't care. Um, no, let no, me move I, on. Let's I, I do, know. <laughs> let's let's get this. <laughs> uh, l- let's get this real quick. Um, let's just wrap this up real quick because I know we're running on it. But um, let's just drop the worst movie of the year. Uh, I'm gonna start. 
because it's in direct opposition to the other film that I just named. Um, I honestly think, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I think Guardians of the Galaxy, as an overall, if you take in everything, was the worst movie of the year. And I say that because the most people saw it. And it was the worst movie that most people saw. That is what I, that fucking movie is cheap. The laughs are cheap. The 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 emotion is cheap. The villain is garbage. Nothing in that movie has any real weight behind it. The only time that we talk about the, I don't want to talk more about this movie, but that was the fucking, in my opinion, did us wrong the most. Took a couple steps back as far as blockbuster movies go, and I was offended. And that movie is garbage. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It's so my good. my worst of the year. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm just gonna say it. It's it's Rio two. Moving on. Tanner, what's your worst of the year? <laughs> okay. I Again, saw that. Movie. I don't feel like I've seen a lot of movies this year. I also haven't seen a lot of bad movies this year. When I think about the movies I've seen this year that are in the lower tier, I think of About Last Night. Nonstop with Liam Neeson and then Guardians of the Galaxy. So I feel like by default, like that's just probably it because I'm just not enthralled. You know, Couch in America was all right. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like where I was like, oh, fuck that shit. So anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't like Captain America? No, I mean, I thought that it was fine. Like it wasn't, I, I feel like that's how I kind of felt about Guardians of the Galaxy too. Like it was fine. It wasn't a great fine, but it was like a lower tier fine. And like Ca- Captain America was like a higher tier fine, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I, the reason that I liked Captain America is probably the reason that uh, one of the main reasons that I really love Donald the Planet of the Apes is because it really touched on, and speaking of your Citizen Four, it really touched on, you know, uh, security. Yes, um, very true. And, very and, true. and information security. And I, yeah, sure. and I thought that for was sure. cool for a, for a blockbuster movie, especially a Marvel movie. Right, yeah. No, I think that was the more... I mean, I enjoyed that more than pretty much all the other Marvel films I've seen. Yeah, I just... I was super indifferent to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, no, uh, as, a, it, as a movie, it was it was whatever. I know that this won't be the most fun thing to say, but I'll say that my, my crushing disappointment this year was Inherent Vice. Okay, cool, that's it. Aww. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right, let's... I want to... I want uh, to... I did ask uh, Vaughn for their favorite movies of the year, um, and it looks like it's actually the favorite movies of... November and December. Um, but uh, that was a joke because they released all the good shit in the last two months. Um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, I'll read these off. And then um, let's go out on what we're looking forward uh, to that it's coming out in the rest of the year. There's not a whole lot of good titles coming out. Um, but the the Batman-y said, uh, this is, these, are, these are Vine people. I'll go ahead and take them all. Um, said, Nightcrawler! And had an exclamation point. Um, T Hinge said Grand Budapest Hotel Dinosaur said Barbie in the Secret Door I feel like that's a troll um, <laughs> but I, if it isn't I feel rude for what I just said um, <laughs> um, Dude is a Human said Interstellar and the Babadook I've really wanted to see the Babadook but I'm so scared. Uh, I really wanted to mention that that's totally an honorable mention for me uh, it's good People should see the Babadook. It is. I mean, talk about what what I was talking about uh, about genre, about being like the exceptional at the movie you're doing. Uh, the, the Babadook. It's yeah, fantastic. I really want to see it, but I'm scared. It you'll I'm you'll scared. survive. You will. Hug me, I'm scared. Oh, don't hug me. I'm scared. 
don't hug me. <laughs> Shit, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Nightcrawler <laughs> was good too. He says, Miss Duke Silver says, Penguins of Madagascar for sure. Um, nice. I, it's fun. <laughs> Jeff's, I, I commented to her. I said, I think you're playing with me, but I don't know. I didn't see it, so I don't know. No, she's not. Um, I, I, I love that she said that. Okay, cool. Um, Jeff, well, I Jeff don't love Z- that she said <laughs> Jeff Back Zoomsteins off. said um, Snowpiercer, and that's obvious. We didn't see Snowpiercer, any one of us. Yes, um, <laughs> we're behind. So uh, I know it's on Netflix, so we'll watch it. Um, uh, Birdman is on here um, uh. with the caps. That was Miss Ambo. I, nobody made nobody named Birdman. I almost made my list, but only because of it was fun as fuck to watch. I didn't I take anything. I with haven't me. seen it. It's not. It's one of those I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, I didn't that, take anything with me. The performances are fun though. In in a sense, I actually feel like that's arguable for my worst film of the year. But I totally forgot about it. We're past it. It's fine. Hmm. <gasps> Uh, Dear Future Me said, um, that, that was Miss Ambo that said that. Dear Future Me said, Can I tell you here? Oh, she's referring to, to Vine. Um, Dear Future Me says, Whiplash, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's do that again. Dear Future Me says, Whiplash, <laughs> hands down. Um, <laughs> I don't know if hands uh-huh. down is also, I don't know if. <laughs> Um. Uh, she said, "Hands down," and I don't know if "Hands Down" is another movie or not. Um, I don't just think kidding. So. I know it's not. Um, that was me responding to them comments. Julia Pierce says, "Obvious Child." Um, yeah, another. We love you, Jenny Slate. And Jillian Rose. Uh, so Julia Pierce, thank you for that. Brett Sahuri, Sahuri, Sahuri. Um, says boyhood with an exclamation point. Um, and that, that, (laughs) (laughs) uh, that reminds me of a, of a circumcision joke. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And we were stuck in the loop forever after. (laughs) Stop it. Um, Oh God. Oh man. uh, Um, Electra lemon, um, who's a very funny writer said Birdman. (laughs) And Whiplash, which I guess is the sequel to both of those movies in which Birdman and Whiplash um, are a duo. Birdlash? Whipman? Whipman. But yeah. um, And then Blue Dreams agreed with Electra Lemon, the wonderful uh, and beautiful Blue Dreams, who I saw most of those movies with. Um, That that was it for those. Um, So there's uh, there's one tweet. Uh, we asked you to tweet your favorite movie, um, and one person uh, tweeted, uh, "God bless you, Dylan," uh, who said that uh, she hasn't. <laughs> someone in, she hasn't someone seen in, someone in the room with us named Dylan just sneezed. <laughs> What's the person's Twitter <laughs> handle? <laughs> I'm uh, what what's her Twitter handle? Like the whole uh, her whole name? Yeah, what's the Twitter handle? Give her some Twitter love. She's the only one that went on Twitter. Nice. Thank you. Gonna try it. Uh, no, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan Hassenpour. Thank you. That's it is not, not that hard. That's <laughs> What are you talking about, Hassenpour? Okay, maybe that's... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, she said she hasn't seen very many this year, uh, but her favorite movie was What If, uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe. 
Oh shit! I did see this. I didn't see it. I saw it. You know, in the sense you know that you glanced at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's got Zoe Kazan in there, and I think it's Zoe Kazan is great. Mm-hmm. I like her. I like, I like her Daniel a lot. Radcliffe. Uh, horns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, what? Real quick, name one movie that's out in 2014 that you'd still like to see. I want to. I want to see Inherent Vice and Birdman. Yeah, I want to see. I want to reject how many you asked for, and I want to say that I want to see Snowpiercer, Force Majeure, Foxcatcher, and The Interview. Even though it's, I I don't see it getting good reviews. Oh yeah, that's coming out still. I want to see The Interview. Yeah. Yeah. Tanner. I want to rewatch hey, take it home. Advice. I want to see Interview. I want to see Stranger by the Lake. I want to see Force Majeure. I want to see Goodbye to Language. And um, that's all I can remember right Everybody, now. bring in the new year with Crackle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and New Year's Eve on Crackle. Did you enjoy your mother's breakfast? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I very much liked it. <laughs>